0: Welcome to Harvest Time, my name is Chris Harper and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Usually we tell the stories of our church as we feature interviews with our members. At this time, we're following up with our pastors who are working through a Wednesday evening series on truth, more about that today. We'd of course like to invite you to join us for our live stream service this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church, as we begin Sunday morning at 1030 AM, check out our website for more info on that, hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. We'll be back in our acts series this week from Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. Today on Harvest Time, let's begin by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor.
1: Half a day, Chris. Yeah, this week is week number three. Of the effects of COVID 19 on our church and ministries. So, this will be the third week that we don't have live services. Um, well, I guess it is a live service, it's just not people in, in person. So, we won't have uh, a gathering and assembling together of people in our a- auditorium. Um, but we are gathering together online. And so, um, and this will be the third week of that. We've gone back to continuing our series in the book of Acts, Um, and uh, last week we picked up uh, the story of Philip in Samaria, and we're following now with Philip meeting the Ethiopian at the end of uh, Acts chapter 8, and actually I think that's going to tie in a little bit with the conversation that we're going to have here in a minute, but it's a really well-known story of how God cares about an individual that is searching and seeking for him, even if they're out in the middle of the desert. And uh, uh, God sends, very specifically, sends Philip out to care for, to meet the needs of this Ethiopian. So we're looking forward to meeting uh, and looking into the Scripture, being encouraged by each other. And so we'd invite uh, anybody that's listening to join us. Uh, either on live stream, Facebook Live. There's a couple different options, and we'll tell them about that again at the end of the show today. I'm really glad to have Pastor Brian Leonard's with us. Uh, we are continuing a series on Wednesday nights as well. Chris just mentioned this. We're calling it "Speaking Truth in a Season of Uncertainty." Um, there are so many questions that we have, and so many ideas that are pretty uncertain. And uh, one of the things that we've been talking about as a pastoral team is that how easy it is to get overwhelmed by all of the data coming at us, all of the information coming our way. We're not even necessarily sure what's true and what's not true. And uh, more importantly, it becomes confusing about, um, you know, how do we view these things from a biblical lens, from a biblical perspective? So we thought that in this time frame, Um, we would just start this little series on understanding truth and speaking truth. And so we've got, I think, eight different topics that we think are really pertinent and important for this time frame. We've asked each of our pastors if they take a week, and uh, they're producing a blog post, an article, and then a follow-up teaching time on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Again, that's also uh, on our live stream and uh, on Facebook Live uh, that was kicked off last uh, week by Pastor Ken, and then this week uh, Pastor Brian continued on with a conversation about uh, how can we utilize this season in creative ways to continue to live out our mission of uh, sharing the gospel with people that we know and love. So, Pastor Brian, thanks for being with us and talking through this uh, as we think about this really important topic.
2: Well, I'm delighted to be here, and and this topic is incredibly important because God has called us to go. He called the church not to be dormant, but to be active and and living, and it's an organism that that we should keep thriving. So this is a very important topic that we're on today.
1: Pastor Brian uh, oversees our discipleship ministry at Harvest, also responsible for uh, overseeing adult education. Um, so And actually, he's got his fingers in a lot of uh, different things, a lot of responsibilities that he carries. But I think this is really right up his alley, specifically. He's got a great burden for uh, personal evangelism and sharing our faith. So I'm thankful. Really, as I had a chance to, to read what you'd studied and worked on and then listened in last night, it really is helpful. And I'm excited about being able to share that with our Our listening audience here uh, in this medium as well. Um, First of all, uh, Brian, one of the things that you said kind of as you introduced this whole topic to us, you made this statement. You said, Christ's last command should always be our first concern. What did you mean by that?
2: Yeah, that, that statement, when you go up to Matthew 28, the last command that Jesus gave to his disciples. Was to go into all the world and essentially make disciples and with that being our calling with that being our mission we need to make sure that that is our our main focus of our time here on earth you know there's so many things that we do in the church that are awesome and needful things the our singing our worship or fellowshipping All those things are awesome, but they're also going to continue throughout all of eternity. We look forward to that day we're with Christ and we're singing together and worshiping together and giving Him praise. But one thing we're not going to get to do when we're in heaven is to reach people for His name and, and to essentially go and bring people with us. So that last command should really be at the forefront of our thinking and the forefront of our hearts as we go out into this world.
1: You know, when we were brainstorming along this topic a little bit with our pastoral team as we first had this idea of, uh, you know, of having some conversations about these things and talking about what topics might be helpful and important for people, um, one of the things that came up specifically in relations to this is that one of the big problems that we're trying to deal with is knowing that Jesus calls us to go while the whole world is pleading for us to stay. I think that's how you said it in your article. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, it's it's this paradox of emotions when you first look at it, because I think it's rooted in this idea of of we as a church have had – actions and steps that we've done for what we would call modern evangelism. I mean, we do certain outreaches at Harvest Baptist Church that we just can't do right now. We're not running a big kids program. We're not um, running certain of our family academy classes. We're not running various things that are just going on on campus. So we're kind of forced to think outside the box. Now, the command to go hasn't changed Mm -hmm. we we call this series a truth series the circumstances change but truth does not change right and we're in this spot where we are forced to look at truth and then kind of shift what our methods are of how do we reach people in this new reality that we live where we're trying to keep our physical distance from people, and we don't want to contaminate, we don't want to make anyone sick, we're not going to reach out for their hand, but we're still trying to reach out for their heart. And that's the question that we're having to look at and examine constantly of how do we care for the people's souls on this island and in this world,
1: we found a really amazing response of people to this time, specifically towards us as a church, and I think we're hearing the same thing among other churches, but I don't know, it feels like it really are remarkable, maybe even unusual among other churches, the response that we've had of people just with really interesting questions and problems that are reaching out to us.
2: That's exactly right. We um, had the privilege of doing a Zoom meeting for our uh, Sunday school class or adult Bible fellowship class, and One of the men in our class said, you know, at times I always felt I needed to go and tell someone the gospel. And he said, now people are coming to me asking about the gospel. Mm -hmm. And this season I have not seen in my 11 years here on this island um, or anywhere in the world during my lifetime because people have serious questions right now because the rug has been pulled out from under their feet. And you look around the world, there's so many things that people put their hope in and their trust in. And we know this scripturally that those things are only temporal. If we put our hope or confidence in our, in our job or our success or our money um, or popularity, those things are fleeting and we can't take those things with into eternity. So I think one of the most loving things that God can allow in our life at times is to remove some of those things because it leaves us in a state where we're looking for something beyond what this world can offer. And then there's Jesus. And I know we, we could go around our church and hear story after story, and we've been doing that on Sunday mornings, of listening to people's testimonies where the rug's been pulled out from their feet. Mm-hmm. And they had nowhere to turn but Christ. And when they found Christ, they realized that was exactly what they were looking for their whole life.
1: Yeah, you know, it feels like week by week, um, the, the mission, uh, not the mission, but the way people are responding changes. And the opportunities, maybe that's the word I'm looking for, the opportunities in front of us seem like they change week by week. Early on, um, uh, our, uh, our media team produced a little bit of a video that we just felt like we're going to try to reach out to the, our island, to our community just telling people that we care. And very simply, actually, it happened pretty fast. Uh, Give them an opportunity to respond. Can we pray with you, reach out to us? Um, And uh, all of us that were involved with that have been, frankly, just amazed at the island-wide response. I think that little video received nearly 50,000 individuals that connected with it. just the statistics on it are are really remarkable. Over eleven hundred people from our island responded in some way to it, and then we uh, had it linked to a response page. And we've gotten many, many emails back to us. Um, people asking for help in a couple of specific practical areas, and then a lot of people just asking if we could pray with them. In fact, very specifically, we asked, you know, would you reach out to us if you'd like a pastor to call and just pray with you over the phone. Um, Brian, you've been coordinating many of those callbacks. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit of what you're hearing as people are calling us or reaching out to us?
2: Yeah, first, I've never seen so many so open than I have right now. And a lot of those messages that haven't come back to us. Are very similar little bit different circumstances for each one but it all kind of results in some type of pain or hardship that someone's going through and they just don't know what to do and it's amazing where we just know inside of us when those things happen, we look to look to God, right? right. Yeah. I mean, when our life's on the line or we're driving down the road and someone's cutting us off, we say these five-second prayers real quick in our head at those mm-hmm. times when we turn to God because we know that He's there. And what's happening right now is I think on our island and across this globe, people are turning back to God in some ways or they're turning to Him for the first time. Because the things that they put their trust in or their confidences aren't there. I mean, they don't know what's going to happen with their 401k or finances or jobs or or health. A lot of people are very fearful about their health and their safety. And um, I go back to the story, and we talked about it briefly last night, of, of the story of the woman at the well in the scriptures. Because that story, Jesus went to her asking for some physical water. And... When all that was said and done, this conversation went back and forth. And Jesus then went back to her and said, listen, I have water to offer where you will never thirst again. And so much happens when things are stripped away. We look for Band-Aids to mm-hmm. to cover those hurts or those those little fixes all the time. But the problem is it doesn't heal it. We're pointing people to the one who does the true healing. And the circumstances might not get better next week, or year. we don't know what it's all going to look like. But for believers, they can have a hope that lasts for all of eternity, and a joy and a peace in the midst of the
1: storm. You said something really interesting. I don't remember if it was uh, in the article or as you're teaching last night. Um, but you said that symptoms of pain cause us to seek a solution. Um, how are we seeing this here on Guam? What are the things that are being uh, showing up as we're talking with people?
2: Yeah, I think the, the references in the scriptures to diseases like leprosy, the reason why those diseases are so destructive is because you lose your sense of ability to feel pain. And right now when people feel pain, they're in a spot where they're looking for a solution. They're looking for a cure. Um, I have many friends that are in the medical field and there have been a flood of people that have been coming into the clinics just to want to get tested over over just even some small types of symptoms because they're recognizing oh this could be or or something along those lines and then they find out it's not and to those extents but for this type of situations those pains are a good thing at time pain tells us to take our hand off the oven right pain tells us to watch out for what we're walking on. It protects us in many ways. And I think the Lord lovingly allows those things into our lives at times because he wants us to be pointed to the
1: ultimate healer, which is himself. So the symptoms of pain, um, which people are feeling overwhelmed, fear, anxiety, um, just concern for their loved ones and their future in many different ways, then I, you know, you mentioned earlier those are causing us. I mean, all of us together to say, what is the solution to this? What, yes. What, and for a lot of people, are asking, you know, what's God's part in this, and and me, how does that affect me uh, personally? And that's what they're reaching out to us.
2: Yeah, I th- I think we we go to Christ based on the immediate. I mean, the physical, the um, emotional, the financial. Those things are drawing, but then Jesus is there with a greater solution and a greater comfort and a greater joy to heal something that maybe people didn't even realize was their problem. And that's, that's an awesome thing.
1: Yeah. Many of the things that we put our trust in and our security in have been stripped away. Yes. And uh, when those things are lost then we're looking for it, Security and that security is found in Jesus. It's been awesome as a church, and uh, which means you know us corporately, but, but really it means our people individually, as it, across our island in different relationships and circumstances, having the opportunities to talk about the hope that we have in Jesus in the middle of very uncertain times. And maybe we can uh, sort of practically talk about that in the time that we have left. Um, what are some of the practical things that we're seeing encouraging people in regard to um, opportunities that we might have that we wouldn't have on, a, on another time? Uh, you know, so people are home. They're not, you know, supposed to be out except for essential responsibilities. You can't just go to your next door neighbor and, you know, invite yourself in and talk with them. Um, so how do we continue to fulfill our mission? To go in a season when everybody's telling us to stay in our homes.
2: Yeah, we talked about this idea of the the big phrase that has been out there is social distancing. Right, yeah. And we talked. You know, we don't. I don't really like that that phrase. We we have to physical distance. Uh, we have to keep that separation to keep each other safe. But we can still be social through different means: telephone calls, or social media, or or reaching out, or or yelling across across the street to our neighbor who's getting out of their car. There's lots of opportunities that we can remain social as believers. It's been a huge blessing to watch what this church has been doing
0: yeah, to try really to has reach been. people, yeah. right?
2: And we're seeing people get creative and hunger after the mission of reaching people. So we're seeing a lot of different things. We're seeing a lot of things on social media. Um, one practical thing that, that takes five seconds is share. When you go to our Facebook page and you see our live stream please share that page because that will go to all of your contacts when they see it. But a step beyond that, I would encourage people to pick out a couple people that God's been laying on their heart as they're walking with him. Lord has his way of just putting names on our heart and send them a private message and maybe just say, you know, these messages have been encouragement to me. I want to reach out to you and hopefully they can be a blessing to you. And when you give that personal interaction, You have no idea how God could use that with people. So that would be a practical um, way that people could be reaching others.
1: I think you mentioned the story about Paul and Silas. Was that in the article or or in the message? I'm not sure. Um, So they were forced to be socially distant, right, in prison. Yes. Um, And yet in that location was exactly where God wanted them for yeah. the opportunities you know, that he had. I mean, we would say, man, they got, ta- they got taken out of their preaching opportunities where they had large crowds gathered. Now they're stuck in a prison, yes, distant, socially distanced from everybody. But it was exactly where God wanted them.
2: When you look at, you look at Paul, I mean, how productive he was for the gospel ministry i mean if i was to strategically place paul i would put him in a spot where he's communicated to the thousands mm-hmm. and god put him in a prison cell next to a jailer who needed to be there at that specific time and when you dig into that passage he spent some time right it did it, the jailer seemed to accept christ but then it said he spent time with him and his family he he took that time to dig into that small group of people and right now uh, A lot of people are around a small group of people. Uh, I was thinking about this, but really a lot of this hasn't changed. I've been to some of the biggest cities in the world, and there feels like there's more social distancing going on in a subway (laughs) than there is right now. Mm -hmm. The subway can be filled, but no one's making eye contact, no one's talking. Now we're in a spot where our environment has changed, but we're having more interaction with a smaller group of people. And we can take advantage of that in great ways.
1: Well, we live in a real digital age, and uh, it's one of the tremendous advantages of this time and this season. I mean, we've already talked about this, but our church corporately via live streams, uh, through some some uh, media platforms, we've reached out to a, really a broader audience than we've seen, you know, at least recently. And uh, so, and individually, the same thing. We have, uh, you know, we kind of have an audience that we're able to reach out through Facebook and other media opportunities. Um, And we've been talking about this idea that we don't want to forget about the fact that um, personal contact is still um, really helpful. In fact, maybe even be more surprising because we don't do this as much. We don't pick up the phone and call. Um, We reach multiple people by a post. But maybe we shouldn't forget about the fact that there, may, there are people in our world, my family, my neighbors, even somebody from work, that a phone call, even if I don't normally do this, but a phone call that just says, hey, I was thinking about you, uh, you're stuck at home like I am, how are things going, anything that I can pray with you about, All right? So those kinds of uh, you know, personal, social contact can be really beneficial. You know as a,
2: a pastor you, you, you kind of feel it sometimes don't you where you call someone and on the other end of your the phone you're thinking oh no a, a pastor's called right, yeah. and, and there's this social distancing a little bit and you're trying to break through but people are wanting to talk now i mean there's almost a sense of ease when you pick up the phone and call someone um, and it's pretty exciting i mean i haven't had a conversation over the last couple of weeks where i'm feeling someone's trying to get off the phone most people are just Excited to hear a voice that's, that's not coming from the TV. <laughs> so it's a really awesome time we have.
1: Yeah. Anything else that would be just sort of practical applications for us as we're trying to live out the mission day by day, no matter what our circumstances are? What, what other things might be helpful for our listeners? You know, I think a lot of this just goes back to some of the basics in our Christian walk, and that's to be
2: walking in the Spirit, to be listening to Him, because He's going to prompt us with certain souls On our our minds and on our hearts. Certain people are going to come into our thinking that we know we're going to reach. I've been thinking too, and I know this is going to be a subset of listeners right now, but for many parents this is going to be one of the sweetest opportunities to reach some of their kids for Christ. Right,
1: they're asking questions, different kinds of questions, right?
2: Exactly. I mean I have four little ones at home and they're going nowhere. There's probably more family dinners going on now than there has been over the last 20 years. Mm. And that's an awesome thing and an awesome opportunity. And there's so many great things. You can even come on to our, our website. I believe it's on the HCA um, um, site where we have links to Right Now Media that we get to offer some people in different venues to reach out to um, equip people with tools, devotionals, different means to help reach
1: souls for Christ. And there may be somebody listening today, you're in your car, or you're catching this online, and uh, and you're just saying, you know, I'm feeling some of that overwhelm that you guys are talking about. I feel some of that anxiety. Or, you know, whatever's been happening in my current circumstances has brought me to this place where I've got some questions about God and, and what is he doing in this world. We do want to offer you the opportunity to to talk with one of our pastors we'd be happy to give you a call there's a link on right on our uh, our webpage the homepage called covid relief or cares um, there's a link that you can put your name in just say hey i'd like a pastor to give me a call we'd be we'd love to talk with you encourage you and pray with you so if we can be a help to you we we certainly want to do that
2: yeah, I agree, Pastor. It's This has been exciting. My my heart's hurting a little bit because you don't get to meet with the family of God on mm-hmm. Sundays physically, but I can't think of a better opportunity we have evangelistically than now.
1: Well, that's a good segue because coming up next week uh, as we're talking in this truth series is this conversation about so is, is live stream enough or do we actually really are we called to gather together? and assemble together. And what happens in a situation like this when we can't do that? So we'll talk about that uh, next week. But Pastor Brian, thank you for your uh, passion for God, um, your love for people, the communication that you've given, the help that you've given our church family and others in this season. Um, We're praying that God would use this time so that we could be effective in the mission that he's called us to. Thank you, Pastor.
0: And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we want to invite you to join us during our live stream this Sunday morning, 1030 a.m. Go to our website for more, hbcguam.org. Also, that page that Pastor was talking about called Hope During COVID-19 is right on the homepage as well. That's at hbcguam.org. Now, if you join us 1030 a.m. this Sunday, we'll be in the midst of our series again from Acts this week from Acts 8 verses 26 through 40. Well, thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.